Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hi, Deb. Hi, Liz. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, girl. Wow. What a time. What a time. You know what? There's been some good stuff that's gone on. There's also been some kind of scary stuff that's gone on. Yep, yep. there's been. It's been kind of both. Yeah. Definitely, definitely both. Yeah. So I guess that's just life, right? Some good, some bad, some ups and downs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you were t- telling me before we started that when a 25-year-old friend of your daughter's passed away from COVID. Yep. Yep. And unsure about the vaccine situation, yeah. but but a very, very young woman yeah. passing away from COVID complications. Um, that, that broke my heart, hearing that. Um, yeah. uh, other very dear friends of mine are pretty certain they, they might have it, um, uh, getting tested either tomorrow or the next day. And they so have been vaccinated. They have, so and they have been vaccinated. They're most likely going to be able to stay out of the hospital and to yep. stay away from being really, really well, sick. But you don't want to expose, they don't want to expose right. the infection to anybody who's been unvaccinated. Exactly. And the other thing is, is that I have another very dear friend who was really, really sick for a week. Uh-huh. And did not have COVID, was vaccinated, got some really crappy, awful flu, and was really sick, and it was not COVID. Nice. So, it's not COVID till it's COVID. Right, right. You know, so so I still have hope that maybe my friends just have a really super bad flu. Absolutely. Because they have been vaccinated. Right. And so, so we're going we're gonna to hope that. We're going to go to that place. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go there. Um, uh, what else? Another, well, a good thing is um, I have a sister who, have we talked about the wedding and all that? Well, we did talk a little bit about the wedding and about everybody was so in love. I think maybe did we, you did, did tell I the story about your sister. My, yeah. So, so yeah, today. So she's coming to California yeah. after not living in the close vicinity for years. Like close to 30 years. Okay. All so right. um, this morning, my stepmom and I got to drive around and look at several homes that they're looking at renting. Okay. I mean, they're going to be here like in a month. Oh my gosh. And so we looked at some very, very cute homes that would be totally perfect for them. They would be totally happy, at least for the the initial renting. Right. They're going to like rent for a right. year and just kind of hang out and now, see. Now, are they familiar with this community other than just coming to visit you on occasion? They've never lived here. My sister has. In the Central Valley. Okay. Because okay. we were we were born here in, okay. in Fresno. So, okay. so, yeah, my sister has lived in Fresno and actually lived with Greg and I at first when we first got married a long, okay. long time ago. So, okay. so yeah, she's familiar 
Eric, not so much, but she is. Okay. So. All right. And did you find some places for rent? I mean, don't you just kind of have to scoop things up? If yeah, Well, you would be surprised. There's more things for rent probably than there are for sale. Oh, okay. But there, there's a lot of people in line for for these homes. Right. So, you know. I, but I have I have faith, again, confidence, and I'm going to stay in that place that they're going to find the perfect right house to rent for the for the next year or so and right. just get them here. How fun. Yeah. What a great, what a great um, thing to look forward to for the holiday season yep. and all that. Your sister's going to be here. Yep. Gosh, it's been yep. so, un- so much uncertainty over yep. the last, you know, for sure a year and a half. Right. I think on our on our last podcast, when I put it up, I said something like, well, our COVID uh, pandemic is now a toddler yeah. who is <laughs> walking and talking too much. And we need to start punishing yeah. this little toddler. We did the terrible twos. <laughs> the, toddler, the COVID <laughs> pandemic is nearly into its terrible twos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's funny. So, yeah. so yeah, so that's good. Um I think I made a couple of posts on Facebook this week about how much joy this little cat, yes, little, little kitten has brought to me. And, and you figured you came up with a name. Her name is going to be Frig. A Frig. That friggin' cat. <laughs> <laughs> I had several people uh, comment like, "I say friggin' all the time," because what Frig means, Frig was a um, a Norse goddess of love. And there's all this, you know. John and I sat there for like a half hour reading all about. Frig, and it's from the the word Freya, which means to love. Oh, okay. So when you say friggin' this, friggin' that, you're really saying to love this, to love that. I love it. It's not a swear it's word. It's not a swear word. <laughs> <laughs> or a, or a uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? It, you know, if you say darn instead of damn. Oh, okay. It's a, you know, <laughs> friggin' instead of. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> that word. That word. Um, isn't it funny, though, how words are co-opted throughout our history? I yeah. mean, we have seen so much of that happen. Yeah. You know, when the word gay, yeah. you know, used to mean happy. and then or, 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 a, or a fag was a cigarette. A cigarette. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And these words, you know, the, the meanings change. And, mm-hmm. and, and, then, and then we teach our children, you, you can't say this word because it's a swear word. Right. when in reality it's just a word that has been co-opted. Right. And it's just, when you think about language and words, it's just, it's a sound. Right. You, you know, I mean... And as a voice teacher, you deal right. in sound all the time. Yeah, I, I, I think it's funny the people who just freak out if they hear a swear word. Right. You know, I, I have a, one friend in particular who just hates... You know, and it's just so offensive. And I just think, God, there's so many worse things that I could say than that word. Right. There's so many more horrible, awful things that a person could say besides. Well, and I just think, you know, the insults that are so freely thrown bantered about are so much worse than a swear word. Right. Yeah. I mean, swear words... They serve a purpose, Liz. They really do. <laughs> they really do. My grandma, who's, uh, we've talked about her. She's 103. Yeah. She got super, super frustrated a couple weeks ago when we were trying to Zoom because she couldn't get her sound to come on. Oh, okay. And so we ended up, I ended up having to call her on the phone and say, Grandma, we'll just try this again. And she sat there, I guess, after we hung up on the Zoom 
She must have sat there for an hour, and she figured it out, though. Oh, Whatever okay. was wrong, she figured it out, and she sent me this email. Okay. And it was so cute. It was like, I sat there afterwards, and I figured it out. But <laughs> she goes, but I tell you, I need a better swear word. <laughs> That's so cute. And I'm cute. like, Grandma, I got some good ones for you. Then I had this idea that it would be hilarious to make a little gif of my grandmother, like going, shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like, I want to go over there and film her just going, shit. <laughs> and then every time you want to say that on a, on a post, you can just put the little gif yeah. of your grandmother. I'll immortalize her immortalize like that. Immortalize her. That would going, be awesome. Shit. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, my, my mom cannot stand, you know, there's certain words that my mom cannot stand. And she'll say, I can't believe you would say that to your mother. I'm your mother. And I'm thinking... There's so many worse things I could say to you other than that word. Right, right. You know, I could I could completely say terrible things about your cooking or about the way you look or, or about whatever things that I would never say. Right. Yeah, right. And yet, that's what I mean. And yet, that the word right. is so offensive. I and know. yet, I am kind. Basically, yeah. Generally speaking, <laughs> generally we all we are. all get frustrated. Yeah. Um, especially with our parents. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but generally speaking, I'm kind. But boy, if I say a particular four-letter word, then mm -hmm. she can just break out into tears. And I'm like, wow. My, my, kids, my kids say that to me a lot. <laughs> I make it a point to not break out into tears. Yeah, everyone around me pretty much swears. Because then so. you just know, because if somebody swears, then you know where they stand. Yeah. Well, they, you know what I mean? I've seen this, you know, come across Facebook, but I've heard other, you know, smart people say... That, you know, they've done these studies and that people who swear uh, are generally more trustworthy. They're more vulnerable. They're more transparent. Like you just said. And they have higher IQs. They have higher <laughs> IQs. So there you go. That's all true. That's all true. <laughs> so. um, but we do have responsibilities uh, when we're around certain yeah. people that don't yeah. want to listen to swearing, right? Yeah. So we have the right. Yes, we do. To and swear. Yes, or not. Or not. Yeah, and, and the, the people in my, like, I generally try not to swear on my grandmother, just out of respect. I don't think she would really care. But Clearly not. <laughs> no, but my other friend really cares. Yeah. And so I really try to be sensitive and, and you know, I don't want to offend her. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Even though there's this little part of me that, just wants to. Just wants to bug her. Just yeah. wants to see her eyes pop right out of her I head. I just want to see her go, <laughs> <laughs> um, But you recognize that you have the right to swear yep. whenever you want, wherever you want. You know, we live in a country right now yep. that yep. does, in fact, have the freedoms to swear, right? Yeah. But... Our, our responsibility to other people means that sometimes we're not going to swear. Sometimes we're going to just restrain ourselves. Out of respect for them. Like if you're in, at a church service, you're probably not going <laughs> to let an F-bomb fly, you know, or something like that. Yeah. There's Although I've heard of pastors doing that on occasion. I've seen YouTube videos yeah. and heard yeah. clips of pastors doing that on occasion. <laughs> but they there, think I'm it's sure. awesome. There's a reason. There's a reason. It meant something. They're making a point. <laughs> 
I've just been thinking a lot about our rights and responsibilities. Yeah. Rights and responsibilities. You know, I grew up I grew up really hearing that as a citizen of this country, I had rights and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. I grew up hearing uh, John F. Kennedy's words. He was killed when I was about 18, 19 months old. Yeah, me too. But I remember his words. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, Ronald Reagan talking a lot about welfare fraud. And, mm-hmm. you know, you have the right, if you're in trouble, to, to, to get help, but you don't have the right to take advantage of the system. Right. And we could... We could talk long and hard about whether or not he was telling the truth when he talked about welfare fraud. Yeah. But that aside, um, most of our politicians always talk about rights and responsibilities, Mm -hmm. rights and responsibilities. I think in the last four years, we've heard a lot more about rights. I think you're right. Than we have about responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Right. And you can see that trickling down into our population. Mm -hmm. But I have a right. Yeah, it's my right to not wear a mask. Yeah. To right. not wear a mask, to but, not get vaccinated, right. to, you know, to, to stay home if I want to and mm-hmm. just collect unemployment or whatever, whatever the rights are. Right. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. What are your thoughts about rights and responsibilities? Well, I think my whole life I have felt, um, and I don't know exactly where this has come from, you know, I was a firstborn child. And I think a lot of times the firstborn in families often take on more responsibility. I had a lot of responsibility when I was growing up. My mom worked and I had a, I kind of had to be a grown up. I mean, I kind of, I feel like I sort of missed out on childhood things because I had to be responsible. I really did. And I, I, but that's also kind of my nature. I've always been responsible. I've always felt like, you know, I needed to get my good grades and I needed to, you know, I've always been that kind of person. So for me, it's just kind of been a natural thing that I've been responsible. And I think I've felt much more about responsibility than I've thought about my own rights. Right. You know, um, I feel a responsibility just being a human being, I feel a responsibility pretty much every day that I walk out my door. And I've always been like that. Like, I've always felt that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's almost a weight mm-hmm. of being a certain kind of a person and wanting to, wanting to, I guess, demonstrate or be a certain kind of person. I don't, I, and I don't know exactly why because I was not raised in an environment where that was put on me except at least not in a way not 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 as far as your community but as far as your family it was maybe put on you but not necessarily as far as your community yeah and it wasn't necessarily like like my parents were saying no you need to be responsible it was more that I just was because I had to be yeah it wasn't like like a thing that was being taught or or pounded into me to make me grow up to be a good person do you yeah. know you know yeah um it was just circumstances i had to be the grown up so i felt a responsibility and and i remember i remember and i still i mean so i still kind of have that personality type and sometimes i feel almost resentful like mm-hmm. why didn't someone else do some of this yeah. like why why do I have to do all, 
you know, and, and, uh, but that's more on me because it's right. stuff that I've chosen to be responsible for. Right. Kind of thing. So in terms right. of my rights, I don't know that I've really given much thought to the things that are my rights, y- you know? Wow. That's, I mean, that's, that's refreshing and, I, I, and I, interesting because we hear so much of I, it. I know, you know? And, and I hear it every day and I, and I always think, but why is that, why is that so important? Like that it's your right to not wear a mask or to wear a mask. I mean, why isn't that everybody, why doesn't everybody see that we should be taking care of each other? Of one another, right. And, and, right. but. But not everybody looks at life that way. Right. Well, so I've been thinking a lot about, like, living in a gated community Mm -hmm. and paying an HOA fee, which Mm -hmm. is a homeowner's association fee. And you're the homeowner. You own your condo or house or whatever that is within this community. Mm -hmm. But... You also have a responsibility to follow certain rules if right. you want the privileges. So what are some of the privileges that you get with an HOA? You might get a community pool, mm-hmm. which or a little cute for me is so would be so great. A little, a little cute park. <laughs> a park. So there's a green space often within these um, within these gated communities. There's a a, a, a clubhouse mm-hmm. where there might be opportunities that you can have parties mm-hmm. and you get free access or mm-hmm. very inexpensive yep. access to that clubhouse. Oftentimes, there's gardeners that take care of the front the front um, lawn areas and the front yards. Right. They Um, take care of any potholes that there might be. Plus, there's security. Yeah. You know, usually when you uh, are in a gated community, there's 24-hour-a-day security. Mm -hmm. And when the gates close in the evening, sometimes they're closed all day long and you have to have a code to get in. Sometimes they just close in the evening. But you know, because you're inside of this gated community, Mm -hmm. that you have responsibilities and you have privileges right right and you can't paint your head your house bright red right or you know canary yellow right or turquoise that's funny you say that because this morning I was driving around went into a house that was really super cute in a really super cute neighborhood but the house across the street was like royal blue and white gosh and I'm like my My sister's not gonna want to look at that every day (laughs) (laughs) no Nope. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> and so they're not in a little... Gated community. Someone, I don't know how they got away with that, but it is like royal blue. Like the color of those... Oof. Yeah, like neon wow. uh, neon numbers on a clock. Yeah. That's, wow, wow, wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> you know, what? There was a, my sister used to live uh, very close to me, just a couple of doors down, and one of our neighbors painted the house some outrageous color. And now, looking back... I don't even remember what that color was mm-hmm. because the house is not that color now. I, I think it might have been a really bright, like, lime green or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember her saying, we need to start a letter campaign. We need to make sure that those people change the color, the of, color their house. of their house. And it's like, you don't live in a gated community. We live, you know, in 50-year-old homes. You know? People, <laughs> uh, although even in Tower, like, I think there's not, there's not a... Um, an HOA, right? But there's still there's still commu- enough community that like like if you're gonna do an addition, yeah, it has to go past the the tower um, housing 
And then, of course, committee. it has to go to the city if yeah. it's going to be a big addition. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they want it architecturally to maintain the integrity of the old oh, homes. They don't yeah. want you to bulldoze down a house and put a brand new construction in an old, groovy neighborhood. Right. So, you know... Again, rights and responsibilities. Rights you know? and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if someone in Tower painted their house something, you know, that was just, oh, you know, they're, I don't know if they would make them change it, but. But they might come over with a big can of paint and some brushes and say, you know what? We were just thinking that we would love to help you yeah. repaint this yeah. house if yeah. that's something that you need. <laughs> I mean, there's, I know of a couple homes in Tower that are pretty pretty um bold i'll yeah. say yeah. you know but they're not but they're not um eyesores right but they're bold right you know so they're i guess they're, that could right. be the difference i know that <laughs> even in an hoa if you like I, I have a friend that lives down in southern california and if you swim in the community pool you cannot hang the towels out in the front yard to dry oh they have to be hung on the back fence oh. or you know on a hook mm-hmm. inside your home or whatever yeah. they just can't be hanging out there yeah. outside you know like you see a lot of times in some of these coastal communities mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of towels especially in the summertime yeah. But you can't do that in well, this particular HOA. And and you can't park boats and, right. and uh, you know, other vehicles on the road. Or you can't put, you know, cars on the lawn. Right. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Right. They just don't, they don't go for it. One of my family members' grandmother passed away um, a couple of years ago. But she lived in a gated community where the fees not only include security and the gate and yard work and all that, but also some food because oh. the, she was an older woman. So this was a community for people that are older. Nice. So they get maybe two meals a day, oh, nice. um, at least one, nice. dinner time for sure. Uh-huh. But um, this was a particularly expensive you know, gated community. And if you want to buy this condo, it's still on the market. But if you want to buy this condo, you have to prove that you have a million dollars in your checking account. Dang. Right? Right. So what if you were just you or me? I'd be in a tent. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't have a million dollars in our checking account? But we walked in and we said, it's my right. This is what I want to buy. I want to live here. It's my right. Right. Well, no, it would be your privilege to live there. Well, so I actually, in this conversation and talking about rights, um, I've just come up on uh, on a situation that kind of goes along with what we're talking about. Somebody that we both know has gifted us um, an Airstream trailer. Oh, my God. So, like, one of those groovy silver... Like, given it to you? Yes. Or... Yes. Okay, so you and I need to be better friends because there needs to be a time when I can borrow that. I know. Well, <laughs> it need, Or rent it from it you. It needs a lot of work. How delightful. It, it needs to be rehab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I got this wild hair idea that I was going to go over to the coast and find a small little piece of property somewhere over there yeah. so I could put that trailer on it wow. and and have a little getaway. Yeah, you know, a vacation home. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, well, I will not be allowed to do that because in San Luis Obispo County, right. you, you can't. You, oh. you cannot do that. Oh. You can't put a trailer on a piece of property no matter where you... You can't. 
It's just no. Now, is there any place in, in San Luis Obispo County where you can go and I, take it for the weekend or something? There, or is there, it just long-term there, that there, you can't have it? It's like long-term. So okay. I could find like a... Some campgrounds. Something like that. Okay. Yes. And I could probably find a place to park it over there. and Store then, it. Store it, yeah. And then you could, you know, take it to a campground thing. Right. Um, so, yes, you can do that. But in terms of finding a little... So, a lot of land. Yeah. Now, I don't know about coming inland a little right. bit so that you're not right there along the coastline. You know, right. maybe just right on the other side of that mountain range, like right. Atascadero, Paso, right. maybe somewhere through there. It might not be so so hardcore in terms of what you can and can't do. But it's like, you you know, it, well, it's my piece of property. I bought it. It's my right. I can put my trailer there. No. Oh wow! Yeah. So, so even if you bought a little sliver of property, you can't mm -mm. you can't park. No, it. Yeah. and I found and I found these cool little lots that weren't that expensive, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, I'm gonna and, buy this lot. And, and no, you can't. You can't. And I don't even wow. know. So then I'm like, well, could you build like a tiny house? Yeah. Well, I, I I honestly don't know the answer to that question, but there there's just a, there's a lot of rules. I would guess that if it's movable, the whole idea is no mobile homes. Yeah. No. Well, could, if I that's... if I take the airstream off of the wheels and I make it permanent and I make it look all cool. Yeah. But they there's no guarantee that someone's going to do that. It could just you know, and right. so they're trying to maintain the integrity of the coastline right. and the structures that. Exist. And they can't just let any old Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> like Debbie Rude. Put a, put a trailer on there. <laughs> you know? We know that you were raised God. as a hippie, so I, you're just going to bring the hippie vibe, and they don't want that. I guess not. But it would be a really cool, clean, really mod hippie, hippie. vibe. <laughs> <laughs> we totally. I, I would want it in my neighborhood. Right? Yeah. So. So we're now we have to figure out, you know, what to do with it cuz right. I don't know that we could get that thing up on our little place. Uh, I, there's a it's too big. I don't know if it'll go around the hair turn, the oh, hair there's like a hairpin hair turn. turn. I don't know to if, go to your cuz you do have some mountain property yeah, and you don't know I, if you can I, I get just, it up there. I don't know if it would work. Oh wow. So anyway, wow. Rights, my rights. Well, I, I mean, I, our children were born into our family, and as our children, they had rights, yeah. just by virtue of the fact that they were born. Right. Much like all of us who have been born in this country or have, who have become citizens, we have rights just because we were born. Right. You know, right. we don't have to, we didn't have to do anything right. except be the product of our parents having sex. <laughs> because of that, yes, I hate to tell you, your parents had sex. Yeah. Um, uh, I once thanked my mother at a birthday party in front of all of her friends for having sex. Um, and she, oh, yeah, uh, you could always leave it to me to be sometimes inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'd put on Facebook, that aside, I'd put a, a picture of me in this I, little dress I, I, that I, I wore. It. I wore it last weekend. You saw me in the dress. Yeah. But You're I looking had, all hot. I put a picture up. Even your husband said, you look kind of like a teenager. Well, that's what I was going for. Yep. Um, <laughs> but I just put a picture up and said, yes, sometimes I dress inappropriately for my age. It was because, cute. You looked adorable. Because it, whatever, you I'm know? just saying... I'm just going to say she was not dressed inappropriately. She, she looked really, really good. I have a family member who said, I couldn't pull that off because my legs are a little bit too blue for that dress. 
meaning she's a little veiny. Oh. And and because she's vain, she's not going to be out there being publicly veiny, right. if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, but anyway, so I, so my kids, you know, we have rights as Americans because we've been born here, even to dress inappropriately. We have the right to do that right. sometimes. Um, but our children were born to us and therefore had automatically rights. You have the right to have a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You have the right to have, you know, legally we only have to feed them once a day, but we... <laughs> But we did choose to feed our kids three times a day. So we fed them three times a day. Legally, you only have to give them three uh, changes of clothing, FYI. But my kids... Really? Yes. These are things that I have found out over the years. Wow. Don't ask me why I know these things. That's but crazy. I know. So legally, legally, we probably have to do less for our children than we do. But because they are our children, Mm -hmm. we give them the most and the best that we can afford and that we can, you know, in good conscience, give them. Right. And so we give them the clothes that they want. We give them the bed bed that they need. And we give them, you know, food and birthday cakes and Mm -hmm. all of the best education. Education, you know, whatever that looks like, whatever we are capable of doing, we make sure that they get that just by virtue of the fact that they were born. Right. But they have those rights and they also have responsibilities. So as soon as they're old enough to safely put dishes in the dishwasher, they have to do that or they have to take, take out, their plate or take out the trash or yeah take out make the their trash. beds or and when they got a little bit older and they wanted to earn a little bit of money i mean i think we were so poor for most of the time that our kids were growing up but we did give them a little bit of an allowance and if they wanted more then they could mow the lawn mm-hmm. uh, i remember one time my daughter and a guy that she was seeing at the time mowed the lawn because they wanted some money to go out on the weekend, which mm. was awesome. But they forgot to unplug the hot tub. So they rolled the lawnmower over the cord for the hot tub. Oh, no. And all I heard from the backyard was, oh, crap. And so we go out there. And, of course, it had chewed up the cord, which uh, then meant that we had to well, replace I'm, the cord. And I'm like, well, that was a little bit more expensive lawn mowing than uh, than just the 25 bucks it, we were going to give them or whatever yeah, it was. But they're lucky they didn't get electrocuted or oh, something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gee, absolutely. But you have rights and responsibilities. And responsibilities. Yeah, we do. It, it, there's a balance, you know, and I think you're right. The last seems like the last couple of years we've been so focused on everybody's rights mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know it, it's just it, it feels like it's kind of spun out of control about rights yeah. and and not enough about our responsibilities as just being good people and taking care of one another and that and you know that seems to be a theme with you and I about yeah, that taking c- care kind of flows through all of our podcasts, mm-hmm. really, since we've been doing this, it's just um, there's not enough of it, you know, or, or at least we don't hear about it. Right. We don't we, we don't get to hear enough about the good stuff and the good sides of humanity because there are good people and there are people that are taking care of each other and right. trying to be responsible and doing the right things. Yeah. But it's just so such a volatile time in our history yeah. right now. I and mean, I've seen you even just recently, you know, no information out there. But just recently, there's been somebody that you've known who's had a very 
very big need. Mm-hmm. And you've been able to open your home so that that person's needs are met. Mm-hmm. And that's that's huge. And it, and it doesn't take, you don't have to have a big home to do that. You don't have to have a lot mm-hmm. of money to do that. You know, just to help out a brother or sister in need right. doesn't, sometimes doesn't take a whole lot. You know, I have a family member who's, who's recently been in the hospital with uh, quite a few health issues. And, you know, all I did was I asked you specifically for a contact information about because a friend of ours is a nurse at this hospital. And because of COVID, um, this family member's parents have been unable to go be with him or any member of his family for that matter. And so I called our mutual friend and said, you know, I you're a nurse there. Could you maybe check in on him? Just check in on him. And you know, the, 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 the effect Mm -hmm. of this man sitting by this young man's side and just talking to him and just saying, Hey, I, I want you to know that I'm here and this is what you can expect. And this is what I'm going to do for you. And this is what your rights, talk about rights. Yeah. You know, a lot of times in hospitals, especially right now, they're like, uh, we don't have time for this. We don't have time for that. And, and he just looked at this young man and said, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And he said, I want a razor and some shaving cream. Yeah. And he said, done. Yeah, I'll get that for you. And, you know, that doesn't take, it doesn't take anything to just, because sometimes our needs are so, really so very small. Mm-hmm. Not just our needs, but our wants. Right, right. Are so very small. Right. And if we would just open our eyes and say, gosh, this person just wants a razor. I, I've got five bucks. I can go buy a razor for this person. Right. You know? There's so much that we can do if you just stop thinking about what your rights are and what your demands are and say, gosh, this is this is another person who's got needs that are a little bit bigger than mine. What small thing can I do? Mm -hmm. And boy, this nurse friend of ours who just sat by his side and talked to him like he was a human being has trickled down. Right. It's trickled down that love for a stranger right. has trickled down to his parents, mm-hmm. to his grandparents, awesome. to his the rest of his family, mm-hmm. you know, gave him reason to to stay in the hospital even though he really wanted to walk out because he's lonely. Right. You right. know, this is terrible, right. a terrible time to be in the hospital for something that's not even COVID related. Right. But yet he still needs the attention. And and, and he no one can go and see him yeah. because the responsibility of the hospital is to take care of the people. And so that infringes on people's rights. Exactly. To go and see their loved ones. I mean, it's all a kind of a weird mixed thing. It, it It's reminding me what we're talking about now is reminding me of something that I saw come across my Facebook page um, yesterday. And it was a uh, professor's take on the story in the Bible of the Good Samaritan, which we've all, probably most of us, have heard of that story. Yeah, even if you're not a Christian and have never cracked open a Bible, mm-hmm. you've probably heard the story of yeah. the Good Samaritan. And um, it was it was a very, very long and deep, long, you know, pretty long post. Right. But I read every word of it, and um, it was very, um, uh, it resonated with me, 
about what's going on today. And, and basically, you know, it was the priest and the, um, it was the priest and the other guy who turned their back from the, the guy on the road. On the road, right. And then, Who's been robbed and beat yeah, up. Yeah, it was, it was a priest and it was somebody else, like uh-huh. a businessman. The two, uh-huh. yeah. and they ignored him and went along their way. And they were talking about how, um, they were making the, um, you know, uh, comparison. Thank you. The comparison mm-hmm. of today and that so many of us just want to stay in our little bubbles and we don't want to, you know, help someone in need or whatever because they really, really focused on fear mm-hmm. and that fear right. is such, such a motivator of our behaviors, you know, and um, that, you know, the question would be, you know, of the two people that passed the guy on the road were like, well, what's going to happen to me if if I turn around and help that guy? Mm-hmm. And the Good Samaritan's, you know, perspective was, well, what's going to happen to that guy if I don't stop and help him? Right. And it's a big, huge shift in paradigm of looking at that story in that way of, you know, and, and thinking about our own behaviors and our actions and when someone's in need, like, mm-hmm crap, what's going to happen to that person if I don't help or if we don't step in or, you know, instead of just ignoring stuff all the time. And And then the story of the Good Samaritan, you know, the Samaritan was actually an enemy of this. The two families would have been enemies. That's right. And so uh, the Samaritan uh, uh, tribe would have been enemies of this this wounded man's tribe. Mm -hmm. So so these two tribes would never have come together. So they're the Democrats and the Republicans. They they're just so divided. And and so one's a one's a Republican, you know, lying there bleeding on the side of the road. And the other one's a Democrat that's like, serves you right, walks right on by. No, that's not what happened. This Democrat, if you will, or Republican, Mm -hmm. look at it however you want, because in so many ways we have divided into tribes in our country and we have become enemies Mm -hmm. to one another. Right. Because you're wrong. You're you you're you know, you're you're trying to take away my rights. Right. Right. And so this Samaritan saw this enemy. It might have been easier to just say, well, that's one less of you and walk on by. But instead, he not only helped him right at that moment, but then he he gave he took him and he and he took him to someplace safe and he gave him money so that he'll be taken care of for a few more days. Right. And, you know, that's that's how this whole mask debate should be looked at. Right. Is we're not just protecting ourselves. We are protecting our community. That's right. And we're building bridges with people with whom we have little to sometimes nothing in right. common. Right, right. It's So, I mean, and that that is a really great representation of rights and responsibilities, you know, I mean, am I going to, you know, ignore my responsibility to, to protect my rights? Right. You know, I mean, sometimes it can be a a weird fine line. And, and I think fear does get in the way of making the right responsible choice sometimes because we're afraid to do something, you know, it's scary. It's scary to go out of your comfort zone or to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. You know, can be scary. I don't have time or even that. Maybe I want to, but... 
Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, think about think about in our community here, we have a lot of homeless in this community. Mm-hmm. It's been so hot for so long. So hot. And if we walk down the street and see a dog lying on the corner who is panting, mm-hmm. we will stop and give that dog water. Yeah. We will stop. Some of us will stop and pick the dog up and take it home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have, I, I stopped and picked up this incredibly matted, gnarly looking poodle dog that was full of fleas. And I didn't know what to do with him. Right. But I couldn't leave him. Right. So I picked him up and I kind of wrapped him up and I took him home. And then I found a, a safe place for him to be because I... I, I didn't need for him to give fleas and stuff to my dogs, of course. But at the same time, having him out there being sick, what if he was hit by a car that had little children in it? Right. And those children are now traumatized because they've hit a dog, right. which is very traumatizing. I, so, I know. <laughs> so taking this dog home and getting him off the street was beneficial not only to the dog, but it was definitely beneficial to the community. Yeah. It yeah. Might have spared somebody else from getting into an accident or right. suffering some sort of trauma that involved the dog, getting bit by the dog, yeah. any of those things, yeah. I, you know. I I don't, I, this is probably not good for me to admit, but I have done this many times. I'm driving down the street and I see an animal that's been hit and it's like still in its whole condition yeah so then I have to stop and I have to move him I have to move it out of the road I just I can't I can't stand it do you even if it's already it's already dead dead. okay and so I'll find some kind of something in the car and newspaper or something and I'll pick it up and just put it over because I don't want it to get all smushed because. But here's the thing, Dad. And it, is does that, it matter that I do that? I don't know. Well, people even, just think I'm a weirdo. Well, but <laughs> even in death, you awesome. want that animal to have dignity, well, and to have you know to be respected. You know, I heard a even um, if it's a squirrel, I've done it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they can disintegrate pretty quickly. I so. know. <laughs> But oh, you my, know what? I, I admire that about you. My I really do. I'm so weird. No, I admire that. <laughs> I think that you you have you respect uh, all life, and try. you have dignity. Except you, for black widows. You, you believe that they deserve dignity. You know, I, I heard do. a I heard a um, a, um, a a military officer speaking mm-hmm. the other day and being interviewed, and he said. You know, when a lot of people like to say to me, thank you for your service. And he said, and that's that's fine. That's but he said, but I I'm, I'm not doing it for thanks. Right. I'm doing it for the love of my country mm-hmm. and I'm doing it because it's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't do it. Somebody well, else was going to, so why not me? Yeah. I mean, we these are these are jobs, these are responsibilities, and this was something I was drawn to do. So I'm doing it. You don't have, you know, how how many of those pe- the people standing outside of Costco or Walmart who have said, "Could you please put on a mask?" How about if instead of fighting with them, we say, sure. "Thank you for your service." Right. Right. You know, thank you for being here. Right. Thank you for your service, you know. And I know that so many of us, there's a lot of communities where masks are no longer necessary because so many people have been vaccinated, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> excuse me, but that's part of your responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. 
is making, and if you don't want to be vaccinated or wear a mask, then please stay home. Right. And that's okay too. But stay in your HOA. <laughs> did, you, did you see the sign we have on the door out there? No. It says, if you don't want to wear a mask, please stay outside. <laughs> There we go. I think they should add the word kindly. Please stay outside. Kindly, please stay outside. Stay outside. (laughs) Um, Because with rights come responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you're a child who, you know, in a family. Yeah. I mean, my little grandson is four years old, and this weekend we took him to a little tiny family gathering. And his mama and daddy said he can go, but because he's unable to be vaccinated and because we're having this spike, um, we would really like for him to wear the mask when he's not eating, you know. And first of all, he absolutely did wear the mask every moment that he wasn't eating. Um, But not only did he wear it. But he also said to me, Nona, I have to put on my mask now. I'm all done eating. I have to put on my mask. He he gets it. Gets it. And he understands this responsibility that he has to take care of himself and to take care of his community. Mm-hmm. He's only four years old. And me, as the grandmother, I didn't say, oh, don't worry. Nobody here has COVID. I didn't say that. I said, you're absolutely right. This is our responsibility. And my Mm -hmm. husband and I also wore masks at this little tiny outside gathering because we wanted to model for him this responsibility and how easy it is to care for ourselves and one another. It's really easy. It's a pretty simple thing to do. It's very simple. I know. And so as, as a person who has rights, just remember that along with that comes responibility, even the Constitution. Yep. We, it gives us rights, but it also, also gives, gives us, us responsibilities mm-hmm. and lays them out very clearly, our responsibilities to one another. Mm-hmm. We have to pay for our crimes. We have, you know, we have to, we have to be sentenced. There's and consequences. There's consequences mm-hmm. because there's privilege, there's rights, and there's, there's responsibility. With privilege yeah. comes responsibility. That's right. That's right. Always, without fail, with privilege comes responsibilities yeah there's isn't there isn't there um scripture about that well we say to whom much is given much is required i don't so, know if that's so scripture maybe, so, or if that's just something yeah, that we, yeah I, well maybe that's what i'm thinking of is that little phrase but that's but i do believe that to be right. true well there's a great story in the bible about uh the 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 people with the talents yeah one buries his talents one um, uh, spends it quickly, and one uh, reinvests it. Right? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And 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 it's just like as you're given talents, if you bury them and just live under a rock, then that's not going to benefit the world. But as soon as you start to you know reinvest your talents, mm-hmm. no matter how small, right? No matter how little money, no matter how little your talent, as soon as you start to share it, this is a responsibility, right? You know, and a privilege. Yeah, You've been I, given this gift that can be shared. Yeah. I, I've always felt that. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've always had a very, very, I don't know, keen awareness that I, I feel like I've had responsibility, right. you know, to, to, to just use my talents yeah. for good things to, in, 
kind of like when we, we just started off with this podcast. And I it just since I've been little, I've mm-hmm. felt that. I felt like I, I had responsibility. And so that's an interesting thing to think about is like, where would that have come from, especially for me in my upbringing? Because that was not something that was taught to me. Mm-hmm. It was something that I just had, I feel. Yeah, I think it's a good conversation about nature versus nurture. Yeah, I do, certainly as I do an too. only child, because I felt as an only child, it was drilled into me that I had responsibility. You didn't feel like it was res- uh, drilled into you, and yet somehow you still carry that responsibility. Yeah, and I still do to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, it's sometimes I, it's like, that shouldn't be my responsibility, <laughs> you know, but whatever. But, uh, but yeah. we've gotten through this pandemic and we both have, have, have done things to care for other people. Yes, and I think that that, I think that that benefit, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, it shouldn't be my responsibility, even though that's kind of how you feel inside, knowing that you have done your part. Yeah is also very, very rewarding and has oh, its own reward. It's it's the best. It's yeah. the best feeling of all, you know? I mean, you can't replace it. It's just knowing that you've done the right thing, knowing mm. that you've helped somebody. All all of those things are, are you can't get those, you can't get that good feeling from... From echinacea in a bottle. No. <laughs> you know, it has to come, yeah. And so before we close, I just want to encourage um, all of you, you know, if you have in your heart or your gut something that you feel like you want to do, some creative thing, whether it's writing a story mm-hmm. or or learning an instrument or or starting a blog or starting a podcast, don't think about whether or not it's going to be well received. Yeah. Just it's inside of you because the world needs it. That's right. That's right. And, and if it's, it's if it and, and and if it's inside of you, it's because it's supposed to come out. Right. So it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility <laughs> to let it come out. The gift is a is a privilege. Even if it's scary, you Even, can still do it. You can yeah. still do it. You can still do it. Mm-hmm. You can still get the courage and, and, and follow that. So, Well, Deb, this is episode number 51. Wow. I know. So great. Awesome. If you want more information about that, about us, please go to dancingwithskeletons.net. Send us an mm-hmm. email at wedancewithskeletons at gmail.com. Uh, check out debbyrude.com. Um, and you can find out more information about her and, and, the, school and the school and, and all that kind all of that stuff. stuff so. Yeah, and we would love to just have you be a part of our lives and let us know how you are caring for your community. What little tiny something are you doing to, to uh, exercise your privilege? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.